And for the fourth straight season, Ricky McGill and Iona are going dancing. Quinnipiac to its second MAC championship in the last three years. A seventh straight tournament championship in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Here we are back in MAC chat. And uh, it was an exciting weekend. Um, once again, though, um, COVID-19 reared its ugly head. Um, Sienna came down uh, from Albany, ready to play uh, the Bobcats up in Hamden, up in Quinnipiac. I actually got a chance to talk to Coach Jackson. She was really excited. And um, about 2.30 uh, Friday, game gets called. Wow. Yes. So, uh, you know, it, kind of a disappointing weekend, you know, obviously for, for both squads. But uh, it looks like, you know, that, that's just part of the drill this season. No question about it. You just have to be prepared. And we talked about it previously, anticipation. Absolutely. And uh, going through the standings, let me just go through that because some of it is just so crazy because now it's getting down to crunch time. I mean, now yeah, yeah. teams, you know, got to get on the floor. Mammoth, uh, again, hats off to Jody Craig. They have not played since December 14th. Ah, boy. No Mac game, so they're still, uh, you know, uh, 0 and 4, but um, they're scheduled to play this weekend. So we're hopeful that you know they can get out on the floor and, and really start to strut their stuff. You know, no question. Prayers up for that. Yes, I mean, I I can't imagine you know you as a player, me as a coach, having that long a time. You know, it's like the height of your season, and you want to get going, and um, you know, you just got to be able to control, as you say, what you can control, but. It, it's been rough, you know. Well, you know what, Coach? You make a great point because as a player and obviously as a coach, basketball is about rhythm, and you want to get into a nice rhythm. If you're not playing games, you're not practicing, it's going to be very tough just to jump back into things and be as good as you want to be. Absolutely. And, you know, um, the women's teams often use practice players. You know, they get a practice squad. Most of the times it's guys, you know, it, it's a good way to stay refreshed. And this is intercession time. Mm. So that's a little component that we haven't really talked about much, but I thought about it when I thought all these teams are may not be playing that you probably can't have your practice squad there, you know, because you, you're kind of, you know, in a bubble and you're, you know, players are getting tested, so I don't know whether it would extend to those, you know, folks who you usually scrimmage against. So, as you say, about keeping a rhythm, you know, going against each other day in, day out. Boy, right. you know, that's hard. Excellent inside information, Coach. That is great. A great point. Okay. And then uh, Canisius uh, hasn't played since December uh, 20th. Uh, Scott's team is, is still, you know, 0-4, but... Again, a lot of good, you know, games coming up. They're going to be fresh. They're going to be hungry. So, yes. you know, I wouldn't want to be the first team playing against them. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next week, uh, we may have some uh, different kind of news. Um, talked a little bit about Sienna um, and Quinnipiac. Niagara uh, hasn't played since January 2nd, so they didn't play. And uh, Iona hasn't played. So, wow. uh, yes, so we only had four teams playing, you know, over the weekend. And I just saw Manhattan just had a game today, which, you a know. A non-conference game, correct. 
exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll touch, just touch on in uh, toward the end, but we did have uh, four teams play, and boy, what a weekend. You had Maris visiting the Fairfield Stags at Alumni Hall, so you know that's going to be a tilt. And um, first night out, the uh, Red Foxes really uh, took it to the Stags. You know, they came out on fire. Uh, Fairfield right now has the uh, top offense in the MAC, you know, so that percentage wise, you know, they have the top offense. But I'm telling you, you know, Brian George's, he was, you know, his defensive mind, um, he held the Stags to 38 points in their own gym. 38 points? 38 points, yes. And no, Lou, I haven't heard uh, about Lou, Lou just Lou, yet. Uh, they kind of handcuffed Lou uh, for the first uh, game. She only got uh, nine points, and uh, Katie Armstrong was leading scorer with 13, and Callie Cavanaugh uh, actually pitched in eight. But um, that freshman sensation for the Red Foxes, Caitlin Weaver, 12 points, and Allie Best, I'm telling you, when you want to talk about consistency, Allie Best, 11, and Willow Duffel has eight. So they, uh, you know, really took it to the stags. And, uh, wow. but, you know, the next day the sun comes up and, uh, <laughs> and the stags were, were, were ready. And uh, they took the second till very close. It was 61-58. Uh, and, uh, Lou had 16. You weren't going to, you can't keep a good woman down. You can't keep Lou down. You can't. Great players never have two consecutive bad games. No, they Rarely don't. Rarely happens. Absolutely. And, um, you know, they were, it was a good game. Uh, went back and forth, but uh, the Stags came out ahead. Tell you who was impressive for Marist. You know, Allie Best had her uh, 11 points, 11 points one night, 11 points the second night. But um, Trinasia Kennedy. You know, keep yes. your eye on her. I think she brings a different look, a spark to that team. I think her athleticism, she can get to the basket. She's quick. I think she brings something very different to that Maris team. I noticed that last season. She didn't get a lot of minutes, but I knew this year she would be much better. That's a great point, Coach. Uh, absolutely. And, and she's now broke into the starting role with uh, Sarah injured, but uh, she scored 26 against the Stags. And Joe Frager wow. knows, you know, he's got a great defensive system, but she was able to get 26. But um, the Stags went on, scored the last uh, six uh, points of the game, and were, so they got a split. So on Friday night, Maris was number one, and on Saturday, Fairfield was number one. So, I love it. So that's how tight, you know, the games are. And then um, – we also, the other two teams playing, we had the jersey tilt. We had St. Peter's visiting the Ryder Bronx. So we've got, you know, the, the pride of New Jersey uh, going. And the first game goes to Lynn Milligan. She got her first win uh, and they uh, were able to snap uh, St. Peter's winning streak at, there. And uh, it was really exciting to watch. Um, Freshman, uh, Raphael Toussaint, she came. She's good. Yes, I'll tell you. She really was the real deal on, on Saturday night. She did a, a great job. She really kept them going. Um, you know, St. Peter's wasn't going to be denied. They didn't lay down, but um, it, was, it was good to see the Bronx, you know, get it together, put uh, 
you know, two halves together for the first time. And great. You know, our, our girl, you know, who do we like on St. Peter's? It has to be Thornton. You got that has to right. Be. Has to well, be. A little bit of the Bronx Hatter number um, the first night, but once again, you know, Saturday over Sunday. Yes. And adjustments, you know, that we've talked about, that's really kind of been the, um, you know, the, the, the theme of the season. You know, who can really sustain two nights in a row? But Miss um, Thornton, who was kind of had a rough night the first night, but you know, another day at the office for her. Second game, she throws in 30. 30? Yes. A 30 piece? A 30 piece. <laughs> yeah. So she, uh, you know, I, I tell you, 10 for 14 from the free throw line, four for seven from the three ball, and eight for 21 from the field. So That's a true uh, score when you can get to the line and pile up points. 10 for 14 at the free throw line. Absolutely. And so, you know, and, and give it to, to Coach Miller, you know, Miller, when, when Thornton's open, she's going to fire away and he's going to live with some, some shots, you know, on the one night that may not go in, but she's consistent, you know, she's got the right mentality and uh, Ryder made it close, you know, it was 59-50. So it, it was a, a really, really good game to, uh, to Sun at eight and Fireball at 13 in that game. So, um, that was a split and uh, exciting, exciting games. But I tell you, whoever can get some consistency, you know, come tournament time. But now you got to start thinking 13 games. You got right. to 13. And um, who knows, you know, what's going to happen. But a great upcoming weekend. You know, no we're going to need longer time for next, this coming weekend if everybody plays. But well, it, Coach, you always have the floor first, and I love listening. And I, you make a great point about the consistency and the rhythm. You want to have a good rhythm, and you know very well, and I know very well, when you get into a tournament setting, you want to be want to be playing your best basketball, which is consistent and a good rhythm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we want to get down to where you got married. We want to get to Atlantic City. We got to get there. That's a good place, Coach. Good place. All right. That's, that's your leading. So now you got the man. Well, I'm going to jump right into it. want to shout out to Iona, Canisius, and St. Peter's. All three of those teams still on pause. Looking forward to seeing them get back on track. Hopefully this weekend, we're praying that that works. Jump right into the league. Let's go up to Poughkeepsie, Coach, where Fairfield, they visit Maris. First game, Fairfield takes it 63-73. Love this matchup. Both of these teams in a similar situation, in my opinion. They play extremely hard. In that first game for Maris, led by Raheem Sullivan, 14 points, 9 assists. Guard play is so big for Maris. I like to see your juniors and seniors, especially as guards, doing a little something because, again, they've been depending so much on their rookies. Raheem steps up big. We talk about game number two. Always adjustments. Fairfield 55, Marish 52. I like Fairfield. They always give themselves a chance because they play extremely hard, well-coached, great balance. But my issue, coach, they're so balanced. I need someone who can give me 20 to 25 everybody's across the board about even because they're so balanced. You look at my man, Todd, gives you 10 and 10. 
Jake gives you 12. Can somebody give me 25 for once and be comfortable? So that's my issue with the Stags. Anything you got to say on that They got to get Lou on their team. <laughs> they need Lou to score some points for them. But that's my only issue because they play hard, well coached. They always give themselves a chance. But you know in big-time games you need somebody to step up huge. Can the Stags get it before it's all said and done? Let's jump on to a team that has that firepower. Cena on the road at Ryder. Game number one, 78-69. Ryder takes it. Too much Jordan King, 21 points. But if you remember, preseason, Sienna's number one. Ryder's the last place team. So you would think, ah, Sienna's going to sweep this. Not a big deal. Game number two, Sienna 74, Ryder 72, right in there. Ryder got some bad calls at the end. Very questionable. Hang in there, Coach Baggett, Ryder. You guys are right there. But again, too much Jordan King. He is playing so well. He had 22 in the second game. The Siena Saints are establishing themselves as the best team preseason, and they're doing it right now. Division one record, 16 straight victories. Program record, eight road victories. Again, I jokingly said during my broadcast this weekend, does Siena ever play on a road? Yes, they said smooth. We play on a road. We got eight straight in a row. What do you got to say about that? Let's jump into the next game. Your boys, Quinnipiac, going up to Mammoth. Ooh, this was a good one, Coach. First game. Quinnipiac, I watched 80. it. I know. I saw. Mammoth, 92. Quinnipiac, ready to win this game in regulation. They make a number of key mistakes at the end. In the game situations, Mammoth takes advantage. Cool as a cucumber. They finish out regulation. Get it into overtime. And they cruise to the victory. And my man, Malik Martin, 23 and 8. If you remember last week, Coach, he was my smooth operator. So that tells you if Uncle Smoothie gives you a shout out, you got to give me some love back. And he responds with 23 and 8. I can hear him now. Get over, move, move, move. Screen left, screen right. He has that deep voice like J.R. Reed. Remember, I told you about that. Yeah. Game number two, Quinnipiac, 63, Mama, 70. When you lose a tough one like that, Coach, you know. Coming back can be so difficult because mentally you want to get back and you said you should have had that first one. So I knew that would be a tough one. However, Mama, a lot of firepower. I believe they're trending upward. George Pappas, 13 points to lead the way, balanced scoring. The I, game watched, I watched the game. Bobcats are Talk young. Bobcats are young and they made some youthful mistakes. And I tell you, Mama took advantage of them. You know, they took advantage it was a of wild it game. I watched the whole thing. Oh, boy. And you know what? I'm going to touch on that in a moment, Coach. The game I covered this weekend, Niagara at Manhattan. Anytime I think of Niagara, who is my guy? Marcus Hammond. Marcus, darling. Niagara comes into this one, one of the best teams in the country protecting the basketball. However, in their defense, Justin Roberts, their point guard, starting point guard, is injured. Manhattan ratchets up the defense. They turn the ball over 15 plus times. That's not their DNA. That's not what they do. Manhattan's starting to look like themselves defensively. They win their first game 49-58. A lot of Elijah Buchanan. He's starting to look really good. He's excellent in transition. And Manhattan has a lot of firepower. And I think these guys are starting to understand their role. Game number two, always adjustments. Again, I believe Coach Paulus did a great job getting Marcus Hammond extra looks. Again, they were contested, but Marcus understands. Listen, I'm not going to get anything easy. 
Raheem Solomon steps up for Niagara. Tough game. They lose that one, 55-58. Too much Elijah Buchanan, Samir Stewart, Ant Nelson, and you don't forget the big fella inside, Warren Williams. Williams has got to stick together. 6'9", 240. He may be the best big in the conference. I'm going to go out and say it. I think he is the best big in the conference. Warren Williams, great balance, does a great job. What do you say, Coach? Well, I have to argue with the bigs. I love, my, I love my Seth Pickney. From yeah. Back, you know, and, and he's getting stronger. He's playing longer minutes. Um, he'll take a charge. He does things that usually big guys don't do. And I love it, Coach. I, I think those, I, I mean, think those, if it was a draft, I'm taking Warren off the board first. But again, I like it. I like it. Well, check this out, Coach. During my broadcast, I kind of talked about a tier system. We looked at the standings, and I was alerted that those standings would change because of percentages and considering who played who. So I said, you know what? In my opinion, this is a tier system that Uncle Smoothie put together. Tier number one, in my opinion, is Siena and Iona. Why? Because of their balance. I think both of these teams have good balance with perimeter players and bigs. And right now their records show that. However, let me make this clear. There's not a big difference between tier one and tier two. Tier two, I have Mammoth. Manhattan, St. Peter's, Niagara. You say, why are these teams in tier two, Smooth? Because I think these teams have one or two guys, when they play at their best, they belong in tier one. However, it's shaky with that one or two guy. Give you a perfect example. I said Niagara's in tier two. They need Kobe and Raheem to play well to get into tier one. Now, again, you can fall out of tier one and get into tier three in one weekend, but this is the way it looks right now. And Monmouth and Manhattan are trending upward. I wouldn't be surprised by next weekend they're in tier one. So again, there's only one more tier left. Tier three, Maris, Ryder, Quinnipiac, Canisius, and Fairfield. So he says, smooth, why am I in tier three? You're only in tier three because you're still trying to put things together. You've made some mistakes, costly mistakes at the end of a game, Quinnipiac. Or you haven't played enough, Canisius. So I'm still waiting to see till you put it together. Maybe you haven't had enough practice time. Maybe you haven't had enough game time. So that's the only reason you're in tier three, because in one weekend, you can move from tier three to tier one. So it's wide open. But right now, tier one, CNN Iona, tier two, Monmouth, Manhattan, St. Peter's, Niagara, tier three, Maris, Ryder, Quinnipiac, Canisius, and Fairfield. Let me jump, jump into my players of the week. The MAC considers these the players of the week, and I agree. Let's go back up to Siena. Last week, Siena swept it, the player of the week and the rookie of the week. Guess what? That's the reason Siena's at the top of the list. They swept it again. Player of the week is Jordan King. This guy has been sizzling the nets. Again, when you think of Siena, obviously you want to say Jalen Pickett. Jalen Pickett, Jalen Pickett. No, Jordan King said, listen, I can play also. This weekend, 21.5 points, 4.5 assists, 60% from the field. This is a guard, 64% from three. Come on, you can't get much better than that on a weekend. And you got a rookie who steps up also. You know I like those guys in that 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. They do a little bit of everything in our league. I guess he's been listening to his man, Manny Camper, because Colin Golston Jr. averaged 10.5 points and 5.5 rebounds. I see you, Sienna, but I'm looking forward to seeing Sienna play some of those tier two teams and see what happens. And coach, I'm gonna close it out 
with my smooth operator. When you're a smooth operator, Uncle Smoothie sees everything. I'm going with Manhattan College's Elijah Buchanan, EB. This guy right here is so good in transition. He can score at all three levels. Hits the three ball now. Love his mid-range game. He's very quiet. Doesn't talk a lot like Malik Martin. However, this guy will tell Coach Mass, I want to guard the best player. Who does that? He wants to be good offensively and defensively. This weekend, big numbers. First game, 14 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Game number two, 14 points, three re rebounds, four assists. I like him. Elijah Buchanan can score the basketball. Now, Coach, I'm going to give you one who's going to be, who's going to be at some point. He's an honorable mention. Class of 2026. His name is Jamel Thomas, a.k.a. Magic Mel. This young man is from New York City. I watch him all the time. Haven't seen him in person. Beautiful guard with the basketball. Hopefully at some point he'll be in the Mac, but maybe he goes higher than that. Love his game. Magic Mel, Uncle Smoothie's honorable mention smooth operator because at one point, at some point, Magic Mel is going to be all over the place. So I wanted to give you a heads up on this young man. Uncle Smoothie got you down for Elijah Buchanan, smooth operator, honorable mention, up and coming class of 2026, Jamel Thomas, a.k.a. Magic Mel. Well, I want to see Magic Mel myself. I can't wait. <laughs> And I know you're tearing the guys. I really have just upper and lower right now. And the reason why I say that is Iona, Sienna, Niagara, Mama Canisius just haven't played enough games. Understandable. They just haven't played. Anxious to see them. As you say, do they have enough wherewithal, firepower, you know, resistant uh, uh, grit to jump into that higher tier i don't know i think so i know they're all well coached they're chomping at the bit to play but when you got your marist your fairfield your quinnipiac and your manhattan right. and then saint peter's could you know get up there they didn't do a, a you know great job playing quinnipiac that top tier but they learned a lot but when i tell you you could roll the dice and you have the manhattan you know, the Fairfield, the Quinnipiac, the Marist, that's just that that group that is just, I think right now, a level above. You know, and Coach, in a one-game elimination for our conference championship, you want to be playing your best or at least mentally think you can beat the team you're going to play. So if you haven't had enough practices, haven't had enough games, you really don't have a lot to go on. So that's definitely a disadvantage. Uh, absolutely. But as you know, what we haven't been able to see, except for Sienna, men, somebody rack up four games in a row. Mm. You know, it, it's win, lose, win, lose. Adjustments. Who can sustain that excellence? You know, that's that staying power. Um, you know, with smartphones and quick uh tick tick tock and everything you got people who cannot keep concentrating yes. for long stretches so you got one day to the next day you got to figure that out but my coach's picks well you know i i've got to be the coach so i got to keep everybody happy 
It's hard for yes. me to get one prior, but I gotta love my girl Lou. You know, Lou's got Fairfield. Lou is is just you know she can't be denied. But then I really gotta hand it to Ali Best from Marist. Consistency, 11, 11, handles the ball, get it to the right person. People started backing off her. So what did she say? I'll start shooting. So now she's in double figures. You know, Quinnipiac, you know, hasn't played, but I gotta give a shout out to my my girl, Louise. You know, yes. uh, she's uh, just, you know, chomping at that bit. But then you've got, 30 plus, you got to give Thornton the shout out. So you, she's got to be right up there. No doubt, no and doubt. My last one is I got to give credit to the freshman Toussaint from Ryder. She got him the victory over the hump. So that's my foursome for the night. But what are you listening to? Coach, I'm glad you asked because I've been going back and forth on who I want to say I'm listening to. However, the answer is I'm sticking with my Philly faves, Jill Scott, living my life like it's golden. So that's how I'm getting down. Jill Scott, Philadelphia, all love, living my life like it's golden. That's on the playlist. You can't lose with Jilly from Philly. No, you can't, but you cannot be denied if if you're listening to the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Ooh, yes, indeed. Gotta bring him up, my boy. I've seen him at least 20 times. <laughs> I, I, I have. I'm a, I'm, a Bruce, I'm a Jersey girl, so I got to yes. my Bruce. And he's singing at the inauguration. That's tomorrow. Yes, it is. I'm tuned so, in. So I'm excited. Uh, so I, as soon as I saw that he was doing that, I said, okay, bring out my Bruce. He's cut a new album and... Uh, Really excited to, to watch him tomorrow. So I, I'm, I'm looking I'm forward back to my it. roots with Jersey. Yes, indeed. And coach, I have to say thank you so much for always encouraging, showing love and support before every broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Coach sends me a text saying, have a great broadcast partner. So I appreciate that. All love, Mac chat, Mac love. I tip my hat. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. But I want to know. Who dresses you? I love watching. I have to tune in. I listen to your Niagara Manhattan broadcast, but I gotta say, I can't wait to see what outfit you have on. <laughs> Clyde Frazier's got nothing on you. Let me tell you. I appreciate it, Coach. Well, check this out. Considering we haven't been on camera one time all season, I think I should at least look professional. So that's why I give you some pictures on the social media. So you can hear me if you want to see what I look like. You can tune in the social media, media, hear Chris speak on Instagram, Chris B. Williams on Facebook, hear Chris speak on Twitter. So again, I just try to give a good professional look, even though you haven't seen me just yet, my voice should match what I look like. Well, I, I, I can second that because I've seen the pictures. And the last shout I'm giving to you, which I did not uh, get a chance to read, but you are also an author. Yes, indeed. Yes, you are. And 20 stories. And best-selling author, 20 beautiful men. Actually, I'm one of the stories within the book. Mm -hmm. So you can go to my page, Chris hearchrispeak.com, which is my website, and purchase a book if you like. But thank you again, Coach. I try to do a little bit of everything. Hear Chris Speak is a brand. All right, I, I, I'm just honored to be in your orbit. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm down with you, coach. Coach well, and Uncle Smooth. 
And don't forget, we got a shout out to our man, AJ. AJ. AJ makes us both look good. But the Mac, I'm telling you, tremendous job. You know, uh, Mac, a crusader for social justice and uh, wearing the patches. And, and this week with, with Dr. King's uh, birthday, you know, uh, it was really uh, a chance to reflect. And I'm really proud to be associated with the Mac for all their efforts for social justice. And coach, we definitely have to give a special shout out to the Mac, the Mac office, all the coaches and teams, because they're starting to show us a lot of love on Mac chat. As far as just responding to what we're talking about, I received some, you know, some text messages, some emails. Well, Smooth, why did you say this? Why did Coach say this? Yeah, you have to listen and find out what we're talking about to make sure you know what's going on in the Mac. So we appreciate everyone putting their two cents in, and it's all love. And you know, one last thing I did not mention during a broadcast, I think all the teams do such a great job. I wanted to shout out to the women's Manhattan basketball program one game they had their fans and parents do the opening introduction of the players and i thought that was so good something special and the mac does a lot of little things like that that may not be noticed and it made everyone feel good rather than the pa announcer introducing the players they had their family and friends do the introduction of the starting lineup so those small things go a long way in the conference good stuff well, absolutely. I know uh, Coach Mullen really uh, does a great job of making it a family atmosphere. No question about it. And uh, that, that's really, that's, a, that's fun to hear. Good, good stuff. Well, we got a big week coming up and it looks like we're going to have a, a guest uh, during this week with uh, assistant coach Jen Fay. Oh, Jen Fay, a professional scorer when she played. I know she still got something in the tank. Absolutely. And uh, her journey from being a Mac MVP, you know, and four rings to now sitting on the bench. So, you know how you got to make that transition. So she'll be, uh, it'll be exciting to listen to that journey. So that, that's look something forward to hearing it. Coach, who do you have this weekend? So I can look forward to hearing what we have on tap. Well, one reason why I watched you is I have the men playing Niagara. The Bobcats mm. are playing, the Purple Eagles are visiting Hamden. So okay. I have that uh, game Friday and Saturday. And how about that you? That should be a good one. For me, I'm looking forward to Mammoth coming into Manhattan this Friday and Saturday. So that should be a good one. Both teams in my tier two, which team can step up and jump into that tier one? Oh, all good stuff, all good stuff. Well, so in closing, Coach, I always say, positive energy is a gift. You continue to be a giver. Mac Chat, all love. And uh, quoting your partner, all right, stay positive, test negative. <laughs> I love it. Good stuff, Coach. All right, peace out.